It's time for another edition of Mets Musings. Hi, this is Ron Darling. Uh, this is Skip Lockwood. Hi, I'm Ron Swoboda of the 69 New York Mets, and you're listening to Mets Musings with Gary Mack. Now it's time for some New York Mets baseball talk. Here's Gary Mack bringing you the latest news and analysis from Mets Nation and the world of baseball on another edition of Mets Musings. Hello and welcome to another episode of Mets Musings. Hope everybody had a great week out there and a wonderful Thanksgiving. And finally, it has happened. Gil Hodges has been elected to the Baseball Hall of Fame, and we are all ecstatic here in Mets Musings land and in Mets land. Mets Nation is ecstatic with the idea that Gil Hodges has finally gone into the Baseball Hall of Fame. Long deserved Played for many years with the Brooklyn Dodgers and uh, the L.A. Dodgers. Came to the Mets as an original Met in 1962. Retired and uh, went on to manage the Washington Senators for a few years and then came back home to New York, to the New York Mets to manage in 1968. And, of course, led the 69 team to that incredible magical victory in the World Series. And when you look at Gil Hodges' career, he was one of the best players of his era. Why it took so long to get him in is unbelievable, but um, certainly one of the best players of his era. Uh, uh, won the gold glove and, and uh, I think three times and would have won it more, but they didn't have such an award. Uh, once they instigated it, he won it uh, right away. And, of course, was on many all-star teams and uh, uh, world champion with the 1955 Brooklyn Dodgers as well as the 69 New York Mets. So uh, long and storied career and one of the nicest men ever to play the game and manage in the game was Gil Hodges, and all his contemporaries will tell you that, uh, as well as players that played for him. The late Tom Seaver was heartbroken the day that Gil passed away, and um, so was Hall of Famer Jackie Robertson, who said to uh, Gil Hodges Jr., this is the sad, other than the day my son passed away, this is the saddest day of his life. And he would later pass away a few months later. So Gil was very beloved, well-respected, and was one heck of a ball player. And he's finally got what honor he deserved to get, and that is to go into the Baseball Hall of Fame. And it's going to be an exciting July for New York. Now, I've had people ask me, why should Mets fans be that excited? Yes, he was the manager for the first, uh, you know, championship team, but uh, really was more of a Brooklyn Dodger. And yes, he was connected to the Brooklyn Dodgers more. Uh, 
But he always stayed in New York. He always stayed in Brooklyn. Even when the Dodgers went to L.A., he would live in, came back to Brooklyn in the offseason. Um, kept his house here the whole time. His wife is still in Brooklyn. And uh, just his connection with New York and, of course, the connection with the Mets. He'll always be a Met. His number is retired. And uh, no, no idea what hat he may wear going into the Hall of Fame. He could uh, wear a Brooklyn Dodger hat. He could wear a Mets hat. He could go in with no logo at all. Uh, we, we'll see how that shakes out. My guess is he'll go in as a Brooklyn Dodger, but uh, we'll see. It's it's funny because the other night I was watching um, Game Seven, I think it was of the uh, nineteen fifty two World Series on MLB Network, and they had the little uh, Cairo on the bottom running there, and it gave. Uh, the Hall of Famers that were playing in that game, and there is a list of them. And as it's going by, you know, uh, Mickey Mantle, uh, Yogi Berra, uh, Jackie Robinson, Duke Snyder, and at the very end, it said, and Gil Hodges, and what a great thing that was, and, and uh, a great thing for his family and his friends and teammates and, and uh, everyone else. So uh, couldn't have been happier. Gil Hodges finally getting into Cooperstown and the Baseball Hall of Fame. Okay, and the Mets are looking for a manager. Their search continues. They wrapped up their first round of managerial interviews via Zoom. And the final in-person rounds could begin as soon as this weekend. And will commence early next week at the very latest. They want to try to name a manager by the uh, end of next week. So a week from now, we could be all knowing who the manager of the Mets are. They considered seven candidates, and they are Buck Showalter, Matt Quadro, Joe Espada, Bob Guerin, Brad Osmus, and Clayton McCullough, as well as Don Kelly, but uh, Don Kelly withdrew his name from consideration. The... Uh, the last person interviewed was McCullough, the Dodgers' first base coach. He was interviewed on Thursday. The first person that was interviewed was Buck Showalter. The next step for the Mets and their candidates will be in-person interviews and will include owner Steve Cohen. And a source said that the second round will include no more than three candidates. And according to multiple officials involved in the process, Showalter stands a strong chance of getting the job. His interview on Wednesday went well, and uh, they, they cleared up some of the concerns that they had about his willingness to incorporate analytics and to manage the modern player. 
Now, you know, let's face it. Buck Showalter's been around, and he's a proven winner. And so there are some concern about the analytics and all of that kind of nonsense. But he he is show you know he can he knows how to use that stuff. Maybe he uses it the correct way. Maybe he's not overburdening these guys' minds with all this information. Maybe he he's good at sifting through it and picking out the pertinent stuff. And perhaps that's what we need. Plus, he's a terrific in-game manager. I mean, you know, uh, you know. I think the Mets need right now. They need somebody with a name. They need somebody with credibility. They need an old-school guy that will accept some of the new school stuff. And I think Showalt is probably a good fit. Now, is he, you know, is he, uh, the way they talk about analytics, is he a great fit? No, that would be an Espada, uh, Quadro, or Guerin. Um, you know, they have the experience using cutting-edge data, but uh, I, I think Showalt, his experience, the Mets need at this particular point in time and don't have to worry about all that other nonsense with the analytics and stuff. If it's worthwhile, he'll use it. But I think he's also the type of guy where if he thinks his gut feeling tells him something else, he, he will go with his gut. And I, I don't think he's going to be, uh, accepting of lineup cards that come down from upstairs in the front office. Somehow I don't think uh, he will be accepting that. But uh, to each his own, and uh, we wait and see who the list of uh, second-round candidates will be. And hopefully, uh, according to everything you read, Buckshaw Walter's got a great shot at getting the job and should be heading that list of three candidates. So we shall see. I think it'll be a good choice. Uh, again, you know he can manage in New York. He managed the Yankees when Steinbrenner was still there. So, And that was, his, I think, his first job. So if he could handle that, he can handle anything. He's had some tough owners. Uh, he's had the Steinbrenner. He said that guy in Baltimore uh, was a tough owner and uh, done fairly well in his career. So, Buck Walter could be coming to the Mets as the, as the next manager. We shall wait on that and see what happens, and we'll have it for you next week. All right, let's take a quick break, and we'll be back to talk briefly about what the Mets need to do. Baseball and BBQ, your place for interesting baseball talk, opinions, and history. Baseball and BBQ, your place for barbecue recipes, tips, and interviews from the world of barbecue. If you like baseball and if you like barbecue, then tune in to Baseball and BBQ. Find us on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, and BaseballTalkRadio.com. Wouldn't it be great if you could get a Ph.D. in life through baseball? Welcome to Baseball Ph.D., a tour company for your brain. 30 major league teams, 100 places to see. Let's touch them all as we make the road trip of a lifetime. 
Musings on Twitter at Mets Musings GM. The Instagram is Mets Musings and on YouTube at Mets Musings Mac. Wish to be a part of the show? Give us a call at 516-619-6341. Okay, and we are back in, uh, you know, the Mets can't make any trades or sign any free agents now, but they can be making plans for what they need to do. And we've discussed this before, but I think they, they need, you know, more starting pitching, probably some more help in the bullpen, and maybe another bat. Now, again, the rumors are that they're talking or they were interested in Chris Bryant. We'll see what happens after the lockout and the CBA gets settled. But Chris Bryant would be one guy and I think would be a good chip to get it would free up uh you know people to trade and the Mets have four strong candidates for trade now that we may not see next year uh you know uh Jeff McNeil has to be one of them and uh Dominic Smith definitely is another one JD Davis is another guy that that could be traded and he'll probably have to give up a prospect. So that prospect would probably be in the range of a Ronnie Mauricio, maybe a Mark Vientos, though I don't think, I think they like his bat and they like his glove. So I don't think Vientos is going to be a guy that they're going to uh, make available. Uh, I would lean more towards Mauricio being that he, projects as either a shortstop or a third baseman, but he's 20 years old. So they may be more tempted to move a guy like that, being that they have other shortstops and they're tied up with Lindor now for the next 10 years. So I don't think they're going to be apt to um, to change to anybody else. So Mauricio would be a candidate for trade if you needed to add a top prospect. Um, so that's, you know, that's all the things that they should do. Um, the Mets should consider talking to the Cincinnati Reds. Cincinnati has some good pitches there, uh, and they've got uh, uh, Sonny Gray is one of them, and there's two other young pitching uh, arms there that are very good. And they've got a log jam at third base. If they were to go after somebody else, they have uh, Suarez and they've got um, uh, Moustakis. And uh, Moustakis is not going to go to th- second base because they, they've got the rookie of the year, Jonathan India, playing there. So um, Moustakis may be a guy coming off a bad year, maybe a guy that's available fairly cheap. And if you package him with a, uh, pitcher and the Mets can put together some sort of package, like for a, uh, um, a JD Davis, perhaps, uh, throw in a Mauricio, uh, Dom Smith, maybe even a McNeil. McNeil might be a more valuable player to them because he can play the outfield as well. So does Dom Smith. 
Um, but they have Joey Votto at first, and how many is left, I don't know. They could bring in a Dom Smith now, have him play some outfield and, and some first base to give Votto a rest, and then when Votto retires, um, they'd still have Smith to move in. I don't know. Uh, it's just one team of many that they should consider talking to, and uh, we'll see what happens. The CBA is really throwing a monkey wrench into things, but as I said before, it can help a little bit for the Mets because they can get this manager uh, into place now and maybe get his input on a coaching staff, get a coaching staff into place, and then that would make it uh, uh, easier. They can hit the floor running, so to speak, when uh, a CBA gets settled. And that's what we're all hoping for and waiting for at this particular time. But like I said, the big news is Gil Hodges getting into the Hall of Fame and, and oh, what wonderful news and, and uh, even a lockout, I don't think, will not stop the induction ceremony. So July going to be terrific. And that's going to wrap it up for this week's show. I know it's short, but with the CBA, not a lot of stuff going on. We'll know more next week. Maybe we'll have a manager by next week. Uh, and uh, we can talk about that. Um, maybe we'll have a guest on next week. You'll have to wait and see. But uh, hit that subscribe button and hit that like button. It makes the YouTube analytics people very happy. It makes me happy as well. And if you hit subscribe, uh, you help the show expand to new listeners and grow the show so please hit the subscribe button and it doesn't matter where you hit it hit it on youtube hit it on apple Podcasts, hit it on uh, uh google podcast uh wherever you listen to or watch the podcast just hit the subscribe button and on youtube you can also hit the like button and if you'd like to support the show please check out my patreon page at patreon.com slash meds musings or anchor.fm slash Mets Musings, either place you can help out the show financially if you so wish. The holiday season is coming. Don't know about how often the shows will be. There definitely will be one next week, though. Um, that will be the 16th or the 17th, and we'll take it from there. The following week after that, they will not be a show for Christmas uh, holiday and May uh take off until the first of the year well we'll see but there'll be at least one more show next week so please be tuned please be sure to listen into that and uh hopefully we'll have uh, somebody on with me working on a guest right now all right that's gonna wrap it up for this week's show i hope you enjoyed it and please stick with us and as we say all the time most of the time until next time remember to keep the faith, stay optimistic, and let's go Mets. And I'll see you next time on another edition of Mets Musings.